Hello and welcome to another episode of Stories from the Crisper Drawer. This is Season 2, Episode 15, Gravel Carrots Eat Rabbit Phones. Recorded December 1st, 2019. 31 days technically until the end, until the start of the next decade, 2020, and the end of this decade, the 2010s, will be over. Quite amazing uh, thing we'll discuss uh, near the New Year's and in the New Year's. Stuff that happened in the last decade that I thought would be important, both video gaming and otherwise, uh, life achievements and events, and where we're going to go through there when we start Season 3, which will be after the look-back episode of the of uh, to the 2010s. So, t- last week we had, uh, well, last Thursday was American Thanksgiving, and it's coming gone, and hopefully people who have celebrated American Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving was in October, um, hopefully the Americans who's, and other people who celebrate American Thanksgiving had a nice wholesome time with their families and were able to travel and get places. Like, I know travel is pretty hectic now because of weather happening across the East Coast and in the center of the United States. Crazy snowstorms, crazy rainstorms, crazy stuff, uh, crazy weather all over the place. Halting a lot of traffic, a lot of air traffic all over uh, the United continental United States. But I hope that basically those people had a nice time with their family, were able to get there and had a nice relaxing environment, like where they could watch football or play games with each other, talk, have eat some good meals and stuff like that. You know, hopefully no political uh, divisiveness was done in there and no ambush or gotcha moments. So because of that, we're not going to talk politics in this episode. Just relaxing and doing that. We won't talk politics during Christmas, and we won't talk politics. Um, we'll more talk political events probably in the Look Back episode, not stances on politics. So that's all the politics thing will be. I hope nobody talked about it at the Thanksgiving table. And then Black Friday happened, which was crazy. It went pretty, uh, at least in the United States, $7.4 billion in Black Friday in online sales. So that's amazing. Um, one of the best Black Fridays the United States has had in a long time. Uh, nothing really happened much in Calgary. Um, everything seemed to be going normal. No fights, no rushes, no craziness. Everybody seemed to be orderly up here, which, you know, to be honest, is what <laughs> what us Canadians hoped it would be. Nothing crazy, no brawls. That doesn't really happen in Canada anyway, but you always wonder, like, is it going to make the news? And the fact that the news is just like, ah, the Black Friday sales are going on, everyone's happy. It's like, oh, that's nice. That's very nice. And then... We had the major stabbing in London, where two people were killed, and the perpetrator himself was also killed by uh, Metropolitan Police of London, specifically their armed section. Um, The guy who did it, apparently years ago, um, was detained, then arrested, and convicted. He was arrested in 2010 and convicted in 2012 of plotting terrorism against the, uh, the London Stock Exchange, if I believe that was correct. And he was not supposed to be in London at all uh, when he was released in December, except for this one day that he happened to be in London because he was going to a uh, ex-convict. Um, I guess like ex-convict sounds a little too American, but you know, ex-prison member or something like I don't know what you, they would call it. Probably convict as well. Um, well, conference that they were having near London Bridge, and that's when he did the attack. Um, you know, that's that's crazy. He was supposed to serve 16 years and was released on license after six and the parole board and the uh, police don't seem to understand why he was out as well as one of the guys who helped stop the attack was in for 18 years of murder and he was also out on license 
So I think the Brits need to look at their uh, justice system in a way. This guy seemed to have not been... Um, he seemed to have been... If, if he seemed de-radicalized, he obviously wasn't, or maybe th- there was no thing, nothing on this. But he did have a fake suicide vest on, which makes you think there was still radical elements. The fact that his plot was Al-Qaeda-born, and he was a member, uh, at least credited... Um, that uh, Chowdhury guy, um, that Imam Chowdhury or whatever the heck his name is, I forget, like, you know, just that bad uh, uh, religious scholar over in the UK who's does who has been leading, like, Muslim radicalization efforts in the UK. Okay, so, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see with more data getting released. At least, I'll give credit to the Brits. At least they're talking about it. And most of the questions aren't, this guy did it. It's like, why was he out? He only served six years of the 16 years he was supposed to be in. He was released in 2018 on license. Now, the license did say, you cannot enter London. And then he got an exception for just the day he committed the attack. Just that day. So, it sucks. Because it ruins the chances for prisoners uh, and ex-cons who actually did rehabilitate or do not want to continue the life they were in. So that's terrible. And for the two people who were killed in that, just my heart goes out to the families and the friends, and the people they knew who just are heartbroken by the whole event and salute and flag waving to the, to the civilians who rushed him to stop him from killing more. And the guy who stole the knife and ran down London bridge, like, that's crazy. And then two years ago, there was a there was an even larger stabbing and driving over of people at the same bridge. So something's wrong with London Bridge. Like obviously, that seems to be a target point. Can you do much more than what they've already done? I don't know. I mean, you're not never going to get them all. You're absolutely never going to stop every single terrorist attack. They only have to be right once, and security forces have to be right every single time. So that's a pretty uh, high bar. But. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, this is just a single event that we don't see this happen again. So, we'll see when they release more information, which, credit, again, there's, they are releasing information. They're saying he wasn't supposed to be in London, but he got exception for the event he was talking at, and that's when he committed the attack. He wasn't, uh, you know, there's all these other stipulations, but it seemed they didn't work. Maybe this guy was supposed to be in. Maybe he played up really well that he was released. I don't know. So we'll see. And now on to a bit of unfortunate news for myself. Um, Anyone have tempered glass screen protectors for their phones uh, that you haven't installed? Consider installing them. I had an event on Friday, Black Friday specifically, where I was walking in my parents' garage and I slipped and fell. Now I had the uh, now I have a OnePlus Six, and I had the in-the-box protected plastic stream protector that was installed from the factory. And I fell, and a little piece of gravel hit right on the side of the phone and has cracked my my uh, screen. Screen still works. Touch touch functionality is still working. So at least I got that. But it's just like it's pretty cracked up. Now I've installed the tempered glass one since to keep it in place um, and not cause any more damage which it looks like that is working, but just uh, makes me mad. Makes me mad. Because, you know, the OnePlus One I had lasted me from 2014 to 2018. Um, 
well, actually closer to 2013. Uh, but yeah, 2014, when I got it through an invitation sale, that was an amazing phone. And now, you know, it lasted me four and a half years, and then I bought the two th- OnePlus 6, and that's lasted me 18 months now. It makes me really, really, really freaking mad that this has happened. But shit like this does happen. Time to move on. Uh, I'm thinking of getting this one sent in for repairs, but first I'll probably buy a new phone. Think of the OnePlus 7T. Its prices are good. Bring it over. And I was looking at it, and the, you know the the uh, the OnePlus company does have. So when you buy the OnePlus 7T, there's these options for. Let's just quickly look online. And there's like you can get a screen protection plan for 12 months. Well, my screen broke at eight, 16 months, so uh, almost 18 months, really. Yeah, 18 months. So there would have been no reason that wouldn't have covered me. Accidental damage protection, 12 months again. This was over 12 months, so since the OnePlus One, I have not had problems with my phones within the first 12 months, so none of these protection plans would have actually done anything for me. Interesting, they're selling battery protection plan for 23 bucks. Interesting, but needless to say, it sucks, but shit does happen. But I will, when I get my new phone, I will definitely put the tempered glass screen protector on it immediately. <laughs> Take off the factory installed one and t- put on the tempered glass one. If the OnePlus 70 comes with a factory installed plastic screen protector, I suspect they will because that was something they started doing and which was nice. Well, the tempered glass one, I can feel if it, had, it maybe that would have protected it. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Maybe the tempered glass one would have taken the crack instead of the screen. So, but. Definitely the plastic one did save my screen from total failure. So screen protectors do work. Just wish it wasn't that. And I guess I'll look back um, about it. <laughs> so it's been a while. Like I know some people change phones all the time. Some people try to get as much life. I'm sort of in the middle. Like I'll buy something new if I feel like I want it and it's worth the while, the investment. The OnePlus 6, I thought I was going to last at least four years. One and a half years, really, damage. But maybe I'll repair it and I'll like it. I think I'm going to see if I can sell it after I get it repaired for a good price. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you updated on that. And we'll probably we'll probably hear more of that in Season 3 of uh, Stories in the Crisper Drawer. But eh, it happens. Shit happens. you got to move on. But I just, I hope, I went, like, you know, this is only one of the five, four and a half years I hope this phone to be going. So I still ha- wished I had three more years with it. Maybe I'll get five years out of the OnePlus 7T. Who knows? OnePlus has been a good phone, so I'll take that versus when I first got into Android phones. I went through four of them. <laughs> I went through three of them in two years. So I uh, first year I had my I had, first Android phone I had was the HTC HTC Desire HD. What has happened to HTC? I don't hear about them much anymore. I suspect they're still around. Um, I mean, yeah, they're. Are they making phones for, uh, what are they making? Uh, they're owned by Via Technologies. What smartphones are they making right now? Wow. Oh, yeah, they're still making phones. Cool. I have the original Desire HD, which was quite a phone. Um, I wonder how much these things cost. Like, uh, they look nice. HTC's still making nice-looking phones. Okay, so it's 1850 $850, so they've now put Black Friday uh, sales on. That's not too bad. Let's see. Does it have an expandable uh, memory? That would be nice. Um, let's just see. SD card. Uh, 
Oh, it does have expandable memory. That's cool. Up to two terabytes. Uh, cool. But I do like the uh, Oxygen OS that the um, OnePlus has. The other thing is, I, I if I'm going to buy a new phone, so I had the HTC Desire HD, tried to run that, bricked it. My mistake with a friend. We tried to do it. We did it wrong. Bricked it. So then I got the Samsung Galaxy S3. Uh, was moving some stuff, fell with it in my pocket, bang, cracked uh, the glass right near the button, which is the hardest place to do a repair on that phone. And and basically, you have to pull every... The whole front has to be replaced. It's not just the glass replacement. It's the whole front has to be replaced at that point just because of how hard it is to get that seated and correctly set up. So that was out. Sent that to the, uh, sent that to the recycling yard. And I got the uh, Nexus 5, Google Nexus 5 that LG made. Which was an okay phone, except that screen was like very nice looking phone, very nice looking screen, um, very color friendly. I had it in, I was lifting a box with a key in my pocket and it just spider glassed the effing thing. I can't pull it out and I'm like, what the hell? It looked way worse than my, than any damage to any other phone I've ever had. In fact, glass did come out of that and I, that was around the time when the OnePlus One was coming out and I got the invite for it and I got that as soon as I could. I could not believe how quickly that phone failed. I like if it wasn't for my friend Simon telling me about the OnePlus One, I probably would have bought another one, and I would have bought a very expensive screen protector for it or a heavy case. Couldn't believe it. That was the hands down the worst screen phone I've ever had. All those phones worked great for what they were. Worst screen I've ever dealt with. So, you know, shit does happen, unfortunately, and you can't really do much about it. But OnePlus since then, I'm just a fan. So I'll probably get the OnePlus 7T. Just because the pricing's on, it's good. It's only 800 Canadian bucks, 799. And saying it's only that, that's saying something concerning that um, around 850 is the HTC's flagship. Um, Samsung, what's the Samsung uh, Galaxy? What's that going for? Let's see. Uh, I mean, they're past the S10. Like, what are they actually on right now? Um, where is it? The S10. I forget. Mobile. Uh, smartphones. Because, uh, first of all, there's no way I can afford the Galaxy Fold. It's just, it's insane. So it is the Galaxy 10. Uh, Note 10, Galaxy 10. Uh, 10 Plus, I guess, is what they're do- going now with. With I, I, I respect the Galaxy Fold. It's not a phone for me, but definitely I respect it. So that's a thousand two hundred dollars Canadian at least for for the um, Galaxy S10 Plus. Um, how much is the Galaxy Fold going for? This is this is a side topic that I didn't know about. Um, sorry, no results were found. Really? So you have it on your website, but you're not actually talking about it. Um, but I think it's over two thousand dollars. Let's see. What's it going for? Because there's no way that's freaking cheap. Oh, okay. So it's about $2,000. Uh, do they... So they don't even have it... Uh, yeah. Oh, it's only in a pre-order state for the Canadian website. Um, yeah. 
Uh-huh. So they have to go to specific malls, to, uh, specific stores to buy it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to go to a Samsung Experience sto- store to get it. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be well over $2,000 Canadian. That's probably going to be $2,000 Canadian when it comes out because I think it's like fourteen to 1500 American at least. And iPhones are, you know, all going to be in the $1,000 plus dollar range. Like most of the big flagship phones are definitely $1,000 now that are like frontline. Um, yeah, what's the what's the Google Pixel 4? Because that just came out. Um, that is... Uh, Seven hundred and fifty bucks, but is that Canadian or is that American pricing? Oh, that's Canadian, and that's uh, that's for sale with free delivery right now. Oh, but that's only a sixty-four gigabyte version. Let's see. If I buy what what versions can I get? Okay, so okay, so let's go with the five point seven, just because I don't want to do that. Um, Orange, I don't care about, so I'll just take black. Storage, oh yeah, so yeah, for the it's gonna be eight hundred and fifty. It's gonna be eight eighty to get the Pixel Four to compete against the One Plus Seven T. So that eight hundred and eighty covers um, basically all the upgrades I would want to do to my One Plus Seven T and get me ready to go with it. So I guess I'll just stick with the One Plus Seven T just for the pricing. I know there's no IP, IP uh, what's it called? Um, like there's, there's the IP testing for um, like IP68 or whatever it's called, like the wire protection. I know my phone doesn't have that. But you see, I'm not taking my phone to pools, sporting events where it would have the water issues. I'm just being a regular, regular person. All right. So not too bad. I'm not too concerned about it. I understand people who would, who do take their phones absolutely everywhere, or who take them to pools, who take them to places where water is much more likely to suffer or submerge these devices. I understand that. And it's a value proposition for phones, and if you're willing to pay for it, sure, why the hell not? Why not? It's just, I guess, for people who think they're going to drop their phones into bowls of punches, it's more worth the while. Me? My phone is usually not near water. And granted, I'm saying this as somebody who hasn't had a problem with dump, dumping their phone in water yet. I know it can happen by accident. <laughs> but so far, my luck has kind of been on my side. So I'm just going to play the game that way. Dropping my phones on rocks and stuff that break them, gravel, has not been my luck. Or keys. So, yeah. I guess uh, getting off the preachy mood there. But... I'll also say this, if for anybody who's a phone user, if you like a Windows phone, stick with a Windows phone. If you like an Android phone, stick with an Android phone. If you like Apple phones, stick with Apple phones. If you're willing to tr- take a, a test and learn the other phone and willing to experience that, then go ahead and try it out. I don't think that... Um, like. The problem is, is now people buy apps that are specific platforms, and if these those apps were platform neutral, like you could buy the app, uh, that version of an app from a provider on uh, the, like the iPhone version of the app, and when you switch to Android, that license carried with you, it would make it moving thing easier. But just like how people are buying, you know, you got PCs and PC owners and stuff like that, you definitely can see how you get locked into your to an ecosystem. 
that is generally not um, not a very good not a very good thing in the long run when you're stuck with an ecosystem that is very very disproportionate uh, uh, well sort of locks you in and you're in this walled garden that Android and Apple both create for Android Android a little bit less because you can um, sideload apps outside of the App Store or from non Google App Stores which Sometimes can increase the danger, sometimes can't. And there are some benefits to Apple, such as their security features and their uh, encryption, which do seem to be better than Google's. So for privacy complaints, I think that stands, even though I'm suspecting to a very high degree that unless it's encrypted on your end, which uh, I think uh, Google's I, I mean, not Google's, um, Apple's documents that are pre-built into their uh, their phones and their iOS systems and their tablet units, as well as their computers, that is probably pre-encrypted on your end. If it's not pre-encrypted, somebody's gotten it all already. It's an unfortunate thing to think about, but it probably is, exists that way. So, let's talk topic. Well, yeah, I flubbed that one. Let's stop talking about phones and security features of that. Let's move into video games. Uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about video games. Um, I... Playing Minecraft. I've been playing Minecraft on my laptop plus my desktop. It's just so much fun to go back and playing Minecraft. Me and my friends have our old server files still around, so every once in a while I'll launch the server and we can all get back together and try to play it again. It's just it's crazy to watch and play. It's so much fun. And then we've got, um, you know, I finished uh, Naruto uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm 1 and 2 on the Nintendo Switch and I've started 3. Three is a lot better than two was, and two is better than one, in my opinion. Now, I've done a lot more in two than I have in one. I played one for a lot longer. One just felt like it had a bunch of mini games and side quests that kind of tore, tore away from actually playing the game. Storm 2 definitely had more, um, more adventure and more rewards and more like, hey, we're not going to be dicks to you about shit. Uh, but 3 is an improvement even on that, which I was not expecting. Like, 3 is just better overall. Now, I don't know if that's, uh, that's how it should be. Like, B 3 just sounds great overall, and I love it. <laughs> so, you know, it's fun. Uh, it definitely has more story to it. I like how it's got the legendary, uh, it's got an option f for certain events. You can have legendary, uh, legendary versus heroic paths, which give you different points and different scores for various things. I don't like about it is there's these secret actions that you can do. Now, they pop up on screen, and it's like, do the action. But you don't know what the hell it is until you've beaten that event, and then you can read. And it's like, oh, well, I have to get really freaking lucky for this to happen. But a lot of the um, bonus objectives that you can do during the fights are, I wouldn't say easy, but are reasonable to obtain, and the game just feels friendlier in that way. So, I'm liking that so far. Um, the games are definitely a better way to tell the story than I think the TV show is. Manga is still more interesting, but it, it definitely felt more fleshed out. Um, and but what I mean by that is like in time compression of how much they can get through versus the TV show and the manga. Just for me, it seemed to work because of user input. So, you know, if there's art in video games, that's part of the art. <sighs> And then, 
then we've got uh, Ace Combat 7's final DLC that was scheduled, uh, came out, uh, the 10 million relief plan. Man, that's a good mission. And that's a really good way to end those DLC things, was the how that campaign ended. Project Ace has really hit that one out of the park. The characters were crazy awesome. Um, the objectives you had to do was, was just, wow, wow, couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. And then the... What else do we have? Uh, you know, good characters, good event, really down to the wire mission planning. Good, very good music. Like that gives us hope that if Project Aces can make Ace Combat Eight without like the um, changing of the engine, which they did for Ace Combat Seven and the crunch time, and they actually can fully fledged deploy this game, the next game when they start working on it, and they just can properly develop it. Man, I think it's going to be a very, very, very good. Uh, sequel coming up. I hope so. Um, who really knows in the long run? But it should be a very, 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 very positive game, I would say. So we'll see. We'll see when they are able to do that. And then we had, uh, you know, today is Sunday, Sunday, December 1st. And we had the Baltimore Ravens play the San Francisco 49ers. The, two of the best teams in the NFL right now. Now, I'm recording this while the Patriots are playing the um, uh, the Houston Texans, and boy, the Texans are really putting it to the Patriots. It just feels like the Patriots' offense just didn't want to show up. Maybe the illnesses got it. Maybe they're just tired. It, it, their defense is trying to play well, but it just doesn't doesn't seem like they have the energy anymore that they used to have midway through the season. And it sucks because they are going into the postseason, but if they play like this, they are not Super Bowl-bound, in just my opinion. Now, I could be completely wrong. They could suddenly shape up during the postseason and just become unstoppable. But right now, they just don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, you can listen to Pat McAfee and all the other shows next week and when they talk about this game. If the Patriots win it, great. But right now, they're, it's 9-27, to so I don't know. I don't know. At the time of recording, and that's before they kick the field goal, so I suspect it's going to be 9-28, to like right now. San Francisco, 14 points, I mean 17 points, versus Baltimore's 20 points. And Baltimore only won that because at the last second they did a field goal. If they didn't, if it wasn't, uh, if they didn't have that field goal, it would have gone to overtime. I think Frisco could have won that game. They were, Frisco's defenses did really well against the 49ers, in my opinion. Now, I only watched about half this game. I missed the first two quarters. Um, but man, they really put up a good game. What can I say? It just it seemed like they were playing very well with each other. So I hope those guys get they both get to the Super Bowl because the the 49ers have really come out of nowhere. And same with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Like they be they are great teams. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, there's going on in that. Um, what else to really cover? You know, Cyber Monday's tomorrow, so we'll see what kind of crazy deals people can get their hands on for Cyber Monday. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Hopefully there's some sales on some cool stuff, and maybe there isn't. I mean, Cyber Monday expected to be like somewhere like $9.6 billion in transactions throughout North America and possibly the world. So, you know, who knows how much money could be trading hands tomorrow could be a very very long game a very long day of sales but we'll see
and <laughs> lots to really talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know if we've discussed this. Like uh, me, I've got this games group um, comes from my house at least once a month. Hope uh, mostly once a month, but sometimes if we're lucky, we might be able to do it better than that. And we played. Um, like looks like this month we're not going to be able to get together really, just because of holiday season, Christmas being pretty busy, and a lot of us connecting to a lot of organizations that get really busy at this time of year. But we played the game Elder Tor uh, f- two times. Um, first time was uh, in October. Second time was last month, uh, November, which we're getting close to beating that game. And that's a fun game. Like, you know you're having fun with, um, with the games group when you're playing board games, and you're losing the game, but you're still having fun. So for our record, we beat... It took us three attempts to beat uh, Shadow Rift, um, which was a very, very, very fun deck-building game. And Eldritch Horror is much more of a mobile board game, so it's kind of more traveling around, fighting monsters, closing gates, getting all these riddles and stuff like that done. Mysteries solved. And we've lost twice. So I expect next time we play, we're probably going to win because we keep refining our strategy and moving faster and faster and faster and figuring out how to do it. It's really been just card draws really effed us in that game. But we've also been a little bit more hesitant to take injuries. And it turns out that there are... um, We've been... Me and Rob. um, Rob's the guy who buys the game. Rob mostly has been reading up about how um, strategies can be used. Like... Some characters can die who aren't used from that situation, and the player in the next turn draws um, another investigator. And if we get to that investigator who passed away, it could be a very, like, you know, you could reset the Doom Tracker or something like that, or, like, push it back or stop it for a while. So there's some pretty cool events that we could do, and basically death wasn't as punishing as we thought it was, so we could have been a little more aggressive in some ways. And we were also, people were, like, in Africa, or no, um, we would have characters spawning, like, me, me last time I played, I was a sailor, so I spawned in Sydney, Australia, and one other person spawns in Russia, and we were going over to North America to solve problems when people spawning in North America were moving to Europe, and people were moving around, and I think there may have been a benefit of us strategically planning out, like, who's going to move, and what, and, and the sailor, um, uh, really, the politician has the highest win rate, but the sailor, the car- teams that play with sailor have an increased victory rate. So we know that the politician and sailor are obviously important because they can, one can move really quickly, and the other one um, has the advantage of supplying um, uh, assets to all the players and figuring out what is the preferred combination of assets to be passed around and just meeting up and trading. Um, so. It looks like there's a lot, like, that game is just really funny. And you know when you're losing a game and yet still having fun with it, it doesn't feel like a loss? You was like, wow, that was a good amount of dedication and time. Wish there was more, but, yeah, You learn and you keep moving on from it. But, no. Hopefully we'll play more of that soon. I think our next one really isn't until um, January 3rd. So, kind of sucks, but... December is a busy month for a lot of people, and it's understandable. It's understandable. So, yeah, what else to talk about? Uh, man, yeah, holiday season's coming up. Like, Christmas is right around the corner. New Year's is shortly after that. Just hopefully, uh, my listeners, you guys have a good 
holiday season yourself, be it what you celebrate, uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, I guess, and various other religious holidays that might be celebrated around this time of year, and have a good time with your family, have a good relaxing um, thing. I mean, there's going to be more episodes. I'm not closing the season at 15. I'm going to do three more episodes at least. I'm going to, let's see, how many more, how many weekends do I have left in this year? One, two, three, before, yeah, so I'm do actually, next weekend's one, two, three, four weekends left, and then I can do, uh, you know, either Wednesday the 1st or late tw- the 31st, I'll do a, a New Year's Eve episode, probably do one on the 1st and then claim that the, uh, Either the 4th or the 11th, I might push it back to the 11th, will be when I do the Season 3 starter. And probably throughout Season 3, we'll get video going and we'll get other stuff going. Still have not heard anything, any live reaction about um, the Mini ATEM from Blackmagic. So, I've been holding off on buying it. Really want to know where that's going to go. So we'll see what's what's going to happen. Anything else to talk about? Uh, I don't know. Not really. Uh, yeah, I mean, just watching movies. Uh, saw Ford vs. Ferrari. I'm fairly certain I've discussed this, but Ford vs. Ferrari was a really good movie. Worth seeing. Matt Damon and... Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, God. Christian Bale. Just have really good chemistry with each other. Um, saw Midway, which you all know about. Sex at Midway didn't is a technical box of his bomb, but boy, I was reading the TV trips page of it today, and just how much things they technically got right that you couldn't believe, like that didn't happen. Well, it turns out it actually did. It's a pretty crazy thing, and about how the critics claimed things were made up, and like, oh, this isn't real, and they didn't actually do the research, and it turns out it was actually quite real. So that's kind of funny. That's really kind of funny. And then, uh, yeah, any big games coming out? I mean, I've downloaded The Outer Worlds for Xbox One on the Game Pass, and I haven't tried it yet. I really haven't played a lot of like games outside of what's been on my Switch. I've been wanting to get the new Legend of Zelda. I've been wanting to play Luigi's Mansion 3, which I'll probably get my hands on during Christmas or around then. Um, so, you know, there's that going forward. Um, then, you know. Various other things. Just looking at uh, external hard drives because I might need an external hard drive for both uh, my PlayStation 4 and probably my Xbox One X. Like my Xbox is getting, it's 70% full, so it's a pretty full thing. Credit to Nintendo for making their games like not being overly huge, but I think it's because their graphic settings are still 1080p versus companies are making 4K graphics systems. And you're just seeing like how big the texture packages for that is. It's just insane. They're not wrong. I mean, they're not wrong to go that high. It's it's just not beneficial, I think. I think the quality of the graphics needs to be wiped out and it needs to go to more of people just playing and like gameplay needs to ex- exceed quality of graphics. That's not super critical for me because I was a big fan of Crisis, but I thought Crisis was also a fun game. The graphics were great, but the game was also fun to play. It seemed like it was a good combination of both. And Crisis 2 and Crisis 3 looked better, were way more refined, <laughs> and were also fun, though they did lose some of the fun of Crisis's open-worldness. That's just my opinion. Just my opinion.
Well, it's, uh, you know, no winless teams in the NFL anymore. So, hey, nobody's having a perfect season. <laughs> uh, so, really not too much. The Grey Cup happened. And, uh, yeah, the Grey Cup happened last weekend, actually. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won that game. Boy, did they deserve it. Uh, apparently, they've had a... Or Winnipeg or was it Hamilton? Like, jeez, uh, let me re, let me re- readjust that. My brain is wrong. I feel like... Yeah, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won it, which was one of the... I think they had the, one of the longest playout droughts in history. Hamilton's had a long one, too. Um, I think. Let's take a look at that. It was played here in Calgary last uh, last weekend. 32 to 12. Um, quite an amazing game. Yeah. This is the first Grey Cup victory since, uh, yeah, the uh, ending one of the longest championship drafts in CFL history. Uh, oh, man. It was quite a, quite a game. I, we didn't watch it. Me and my buddies didn't watch it. We were uh, spending too much time playing uh, video games and watching NFL football at my other place. Uh, the F-18 jet flew over the stadium. Now, what was really funny is Bell, uh, Bell Canada was hosting the game by doing the video footage with CTV. The f- I think it was CTV. I forget. But it was Bell who was doing it. Oh, man. Their ads show the the like one of their ads was a first person view of running out into the field as a football player, like with the helmet above on the camera, sort of superimposed, and like looking up into the crowd and seeing fighter jets fly over. Now, what was funny is that was a formation of five F 16s, which Canada does not have. Canada does not have F 16s. We have F 18s, and only one F 18 actually flew over <laughs> the game for the flyover. So, yeah. Americans, when they do flyovers, is like, wow, though it's a flyover. Canadians do flyovers, like, unless it's the Red Arrow Squadron, which in case is actually still pretty cool to see. It's one, maybe two fighter jets at best. Sometimes they do two f- ship formations. I have, I think in some cases they've done four, but not in recent, not in, none that I've seen personally. So I know they've done them other places I, in Canada. I just don't think they've done them in Calgary. And if they have, I probably have witnessed them. So I'm just going on the evidence I've seen. But still pretty cool. Pretty cool. Versus Kansas where, uh, you know, versus the NFL where you might get a B-2 bomber. You might get a helicopter division flying over you. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, what else to talk about? I haven't played Men of War. I haven't played Men of War 2. I have the game, but I haven't installed it yet, and I feel so bad. Same with Desert Sakaric. I have it installed too, and I haven't played it. Well, what's wrong with me? What the heck is wrong with me? I know what's wrong with me. I've been spending... I've been either considering playing Minecraft or playing games on, uh, on my Switch, or I've been watching h- hilarious videos on YouTube. <laughs> but... Yeah, uh, I guess that's about it for this episode. Longer than I originally expected it to be. Tune in next week for the next episode of Stories from the Christmas Roar. By then, I will have thought of a name for episode 16 of this month. <laughs> but we'll know what's going on. That's the end of uh, Frick, um, Gravel Car- 
gravel uh, carrots eat rabbit phones. This is December 1st. Jaw signing off. Have yourself a good day, a good week, and uh, hope to tune in next time. Bye.